Good afternoon. Wow, we finished the last book and we're starting on a new one today. So, which one have I chosen? Well, we are going to read the next in the Secret Seven books. And it's called Well Done, Secret Seven. So, we are on chapter one, where the secret seven meet. So, here goes. Where's my badge? Where's my badge? said Janet. I know I put it into this drawer. And out of the drawer came handkerchiefs, socks and ribbons flying in the air. Janet, said her mummy crossly, do look what you're doing. I only tidied that drawer this morning. What is it you want? Your secret seven badge? Yes, there's a meeting this morning and I can't go without my badge, said Janet. Peter wouldn't let me into the shed. I know he wouldn't. He's awfully strict about badges. And away went another shower of things into the air. Well, you certainly won't find it in the drawer now, said Mummy. And she bent and picked up a little round badge with the letters SS worked neatly on it. You've thrown it out of the drawer with everything else, silly. Oh, give it to me, Mummy, give it to me, cried Janet. But her mother wouldn't. No, you pick up all those things first and tidy them in the drawer, she said. But the secret seven meet in five minutes, cried Janet. Peter's down in the shed already. Then you can be late, said Mummy, and walked out of the room with a little badge. Janet groaned. She picked up everything off the floor and stuffed it back into the drawer as tidily as she could in a hurry. Then she tore downstairs. I've done it, Mummy, and I promise I'll do it better when the meeting's over. I promise. Mummy laughed. She held out the little badge to Janet. Here you are, you and your secret seven meetings. How you can bear to meet in that stuffy little shed in this hot weather, I don't know. Must you keep the door and the window shut all the time? Oh, we have to, said Janet, pinning on the badge proudly. It's a very secret society and we can't have anyone listening to our meetings. Oh, not that much has happened lately. We really need something to liven us up, an adventure like the last one. Well, take the biscuit tin down with you, said Mummy, and you can have a bottle of orange aid. Here's Scamper come to find you, look. The lovely golden spaniel came trotting into the room. Woof! He said to Janet, woof. Yes, yes, I know I'm late, said Janet, giving him a pat. I suppose Peter sent you to fetch me. Come along. Thanks for the biscuits and orange aid, mummy. She went down the garden path, hugging the biscuit tin and the bottle of orange aid. As she came near the shed, she heard voices. It sounded as if all the other six were there already. Janet banged on the door and Scamper flung himself against it too. Password! yelled six voices. Adventure! 
yelled back Janet, giving the password for that week. No one could go to a meeting without saying the password. The door flew open and Peter, Janet's brother, stood there, frowning. Any need to yell out the password like that, he said. Sorry, said Janet, you all yelled out at me and I just yelled back. Anyway, there's no one to hear. Look, I've brought the biscuit tin and some orange aid. Peter looked to see if she had on her badge. He had seen his sister hunting madly for it ten minutes back and he had made up his mind he wouldn't allow her in if she hadn't found it. But there it was, pinned to her dress. Janet went into the shed. Peter shut the door and bolted it. The window was shut too. The hot summer sun streamed in at one window and Janet blew out her cheeks. <sighs> My goodness, it's boiling hot in here. Honestly, I shall melt. We're all melting, said Pam. I think this is a silly place to have our weekly meetings when it's so hot. Why can't we have them in the woods somewhere in the shade of a tree? No, said Jack at once. My sister Susie would always be hanging around. We wouldn't be a secret society any more. Well, couldn't we think of somewhere cool and hidden where nobody would find us, said Colin. For instance, I've got a hiding place in my garden where nobody can find me at all, and it's as cool and as hidden as can be. Where is it? asked Jack. Up a tree, said Colin. We've a big tree with some broad branches halfway up and I've got a couple of cushions up there and a box to keep things in. It's cool and breezy and the branches swing about in the wind. And I've got a really good view all around too. I can always see if someone's coming to find me. They all listened to this speech in silence. Then they looked at one another, their eyes shining. Marvellous idea, Peter said. We'll do it ourselves. A house up a tree where we could meet and nobody know. We'll do it. I'm going to read chapter two as well because this one was quite short. <clears throat> so chapter two, a wonderful idea. The Secret Seven discussed the new idea. They all thought it was very good indeed. Colin felt very proud to think that he had given them such a good idea. If we could find a big enough tree and flatten, flatten enough branches, we could make a very fine meeting place there, said Peter. We could take up some boards and boxes and cushions and make a little store place for biscuits and drinks and books and things. It would be super, said Janet. Nobody would ever guess we were there and nobody could possibly hear what we say. Well, let's get out of this hot shed and go and find somewhere now, said Colin. I know exactly what an ice cream feels like when it begins to melt. As for poor old Scamper, he's panting as if he's run away race. So he was. His pink tongue hung out long and wavy, and he panted loudly. <laughs> Peter got up. Come on, old boy, you can have a drink at the stream when we go past. They took the biscuit tin with them, but they all had a drink of the orangeade before they left. Scamper rushed onto the stream as soon as he knew that they were going that way. Hi, don't drink all the stream, called Peter. Scamper lapped and lapped. 
They went on their way and left him still lapping. We'll go to Windy Woods, said Colin. There are some enormous trees there, easy to climb too. They came to Windy Woods. Oh, it was cool and shady there. Now let's look carefully and see if we can spot a good tree, said Jack, big enough to hold all the secret seven. Oh, what about Scamper, said Janet suddenly. He can't climb a tree. He won't be able to come to the meetings. We could make him a sort of harness and pull him up, said George. He'd hate that, said Peter. Anyway, he's not really a member. He needn't come. Or he could sit at the bottom of the tree and guard us. Oh, yes. He could bark if anyone came near, said Barbara. He would be a fine gatekeeper. A tree keeper, said Pam. Look, what about this tree? It's enormous. No good, said Peter, looking up at the great beach. No low-down branches to climb up on. We must have a tree that's easy to climb, or we'll spend all our time getting up and down. <clears throat> they separated and began to look for likely trees. There didn't seem to be so many after all. George found one that he thought was just right, but when he climbed up a little way... He soon saw that it was impossible to have any kind of house up there. No good, he called down. The branches crisscross too much and are far too thick. Down he came and then Jack shouted out, Come here, all of you. What about this tree? They ran up and looked at Jack's tree. Yes, said Colin, that really does look like a likely one. One low branch, waist high to climb on. Places to put your feet up the trunk after that. Another branch there to cling to. And what looks like a nice lot of flattish branches halfway up. I'll shin up and see. No, I'll go, said Jack. I found it. You come after. He stood on the low branch and then made his way up, putting his feet onto the jutting out pieces of the trunk that really seemed made for footholds. Boughs spread out in just the right places to hold on to. And then Jack came to the place where branches grew out level from the great tree trunk. It's fine, he called down. There are about six branches here, all on the same level, more or less. And there's a hole in the trunk too. It would make a fine cupboard. Come on up, there's room for everyone. The others climbed up in excitement. Peter came last of all in case anyone got stuck and wanted help, but it was such an easy tree to climb that nobody needed help at all. It's the biggest tree in the wood, I should think, said Peter, when they were all sitting on the platform of branches. What luck it to have so many broad branches all about the same level. Where's the hole you told us about, Jack? Here, said Jack, and moved away from the part of the trunk he was leaning against. The other saw a very large hole. Jack thrust his hand in and felt around. Oh, it goes down about two feet, he said. It would make a fine store place for us. Just what we want. Well, shall we make this our secret seven tree? Our new meeting place? Oh, yes, said everyone at once. And they began to talk about what they would do to make it a proper tree house. Peter took out a notebook. Now, he said, 
suggestions and ideas one at a time, please. I'll write them all down. Well, um, I wonder how difficult it would be to make it into a treehouse. I'm not sure I could do it, but um, I'm sure they will manage. <laughs> so that's the first two chapters of The Secret Seven. Um, and it's called, as I say, Well Done, Secret Seven. So we will read that one um, or this one for uh, the next however long. Um, if you've got any suggestions for the next one to come along, then please, please let me know. Um, as I say, I have to be careful at the moment as to what books I read. So um, the Famous Five and The Secret Seven seem to be fine. Uh, but if you can think of any others please feel free anyway anyway um i will go and i will see you all again tomorrow so i look forward to seeing you and i look forward to chapter three okay bye for oh take care and stay safe i forgot that bit oh my goodness uh take care and stay safe and i'll see you all again tomorrow Bye for now.